0: Hey, Adam. Hey, Chris. I have a question for you, uh, because you used to be a bartender. Yes. Did you ever work at a bar that served canned wine? No, I did not. No, you worked at classier bars that did not serve canned wine. Yes, I used to get fired from many bars. Oh, did you get fired because of canned wine? No, I got fired because I was an asshole. Sure. Did you ever think that maybe the next asshole move in your life was to show up with a bunch of cans of wine and just tell the guests, like, this is what we serve here? I don't know. I can tell you, though, I'm extremely excited to taste this canned wine. Oh my god, are we gonna drink some canned wine? I think that's what we're gonna do. It's what we're gonna do here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. (laughs) Recording live in New York. It's Chris tries to review wine with your special guest, Adam Toback. A delicious can of dark horse Pinot Grigio. Musical guest, The Decemberists, and your host, the man who puts the oh no in wino, Chris Farlow. Okay. Hey Adam. Hey Chris. We're drinking canned wines because it is, of course, everyone's favorite alcohol-related October festivity, Cantoberfest. I love the name. It's What you them. love Cantoberfest? I You've do. been celebrating it for years, I'm, I'm sure.
1: I, you know, it's funny because I I tend to avoid drinking wine in general because I get
0: uh, I oh get terrible headaches, which is why. I um, Got you some have Tylenol it, uh, with me big gulp size of Tylenol with you <laughs> it's about the size of that can actually it really is you, you yeah. know uh, you could pair it perfectly yeah i i'm i have I'm, I'm all ready for that i'm 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 totally i'm in it to win it here then i'm so, really excited to crack open this can ooh As I pour the glasses, would you like to describe for our viewers the rather uh, striking design of Dark Horse Pinot Grigio?
1: Yeah, it's got this sort of uh, silver green thing going on, and there's a, 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 there is a dark horse, a dark horse. It's very Nordic looking. I don't know. Yeah, it has a
0: yeah, it has something that looks like it could be um, from Game of Thrones, like a a sigil. And there's There's a, a sigil. There's a yeah see, I, that, I guess that's a sigil I don't know what a sigil is H- house horse oh okay yeah yeah I Adam actually, of house horse sure. and that means it's time for proper tasting technique okay. beginning as always with the sniff go ahead Adam sniff that wine oh Ooh, yeah. and tell us yeah what do you smell uh, it's a really just Ooh. a clean fruity I was gonna say sugar. almost like Mr Clean yeah it, it's uh it's fruity it's almost a little lemony or citrusy there's something yeah. like. Um, I feel like I could disinfect my kitchen counters with this, yeah. but in a good way. It smells a lot better than
1: I would have anticipated a canned wine to smell. Yeah, especially right a canned job.
0: wine that has such a, a kind of bro yeah. design. There is something extremely masculine well, about this uh, horse and, like and about the fonts. The winemaker
1: is... A woman though, her name is Beth, and she signed her signatures lovely. She's the winemaker. I Beth, I can't read script, but I'm gonna say it's Beth
0: Lustin. Hmm, and I'm lustin after this wine. <laughs> after taking a sniff. But you know what? We don't know if it's really good until we take a sip. Okay. So go ahead and take a sip. Tell me, uh, what do you taste?
1: I mean, I taste it's definitely dry, medium
0: bodied light acidity with a fruit finish wow you just used the like full bartender technique right there I I am really impressed I used to say
1: that about basically every wine that I had and everyone would be like oh yeah that's exactly right and I'd be like I have no idea if that was
0: (laughs) yeah you just kind of picked enough words where I'm like yeah there's a body I don't know if there's a lot or a little some medium sounds right I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with all that though because that's
1: that was stuck in back in my cerebellum and it just came forth yeah it's it's not
0: bad i i I, for a canned wine i gotta say it's not bad no it's crisp it's refreshing it's not too sweet or too fruity but it's it's not too tart either which is uh something that you could run into with your sauvignon blancs you know what i mean
1: i i could i mean this could pair so well with like like a white fish or a pasta dish, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, light, which which I kind of expect. It's Pinot Grigio style. It is a California wine, so it's not from Italy, but it's an Italian style. And that would go great with your, you know, um, let's say, Fettuccine Alfredo al-fish.
1: Yeah, or like a fish... Pasta. They have fish in
0: pasta. Yeah, brand. sure. You can put a fish in a pasta. I'm sure Olive Garden has put <laughs> a whole shark in a pasta. They put a whale in a pasta. Whale. Well, have you eaten whale? No, but I would love to. I would love to. Before they all die. That's kind I'd of like my to thought. Eat, before all of them die, I'd like to try one. That is what's going to kill them all, of course. That's true. But we do have
1: to save some of them. There is that organization, I think, Save yeah, the Whales.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I could get behind not eating certain whales. The cute ones, for example, right? But killer whales,
1: like if there was killer whale sushi, holy shit! Like I would oh, totally, yeah.
0: Those rolls would be huge. Black and white roll, like oh, that sounds man. great. Oh man, maybe we can just be okay with you know eating anything that's killer, killer yeah. whale, yeah. killer axe murderer. Like that whole, if free... it's a killer, I mean, you can eat it. Free Willy is just a a giant fucking
1: piece of propaganda in my opinion
0: they're killer whales they're not nice they're they're gonna kill you they're literally in the name killer whales everything that's wrong with america big whale just pushing its agenda on the country (laughs) but you know what else might be a killer this wine no it's great i i'm i'm happy you introduced it to me uh
1: i'm not a wine purchaser as you as i i buy wine for when i go to like parties but i always feel like that's such a boring fucking thing to bring to a party. It's like, I...
0: Oh, oh look I jack.
1: No, 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 no. Come on. Like, hold on. Like, you're going to a party and like, oh, look how special you are. You got to go to around the, the nearest place around the corner. You bought and you, you know you're, you're you're there and none of us have money. And, and so we're all looking. All right, do I spend $13 or 14 Are they going to look it up how much I spent?
0: I, I try to spend at least... At least twelve to thirteen dollars on a bottle. On a on a gift bottle, on a yeah. party bottle. I think that's pretty fair. You can get away with spending less if it's really good. Yeah. But you're running a risk there.
1: Well, I think it was Anthony Bourdain. I saw a video where he said if you're in that like nine or ten dollar, even eleven dollar range. If you can bring it up $2. You're going to get extra, something
0: a lot yeah, better. That
1: extra $2 if you're in the 13 14 range. I,
0: I, I'm not I'm paraphrasing, but I, I... I think you're onto something there. And uh, I'm going to tease that next month, after Cantoberfest, we're going to wade into the depths of Cab-Vember. Cab as in Cabernet. Vember as in the month after Cantoberfest. Oh, wow. Cab-Vember. The, the wordplay is just... It's oh, out of I world. know. I, I mean, that's why That's why I do this. Yeah. For the wordplay. And more importantly, for the wine. And in Vember, I'm going to be doing a taste test between uh, two wines, one of which costs about half as much as the other, but they are both Trader Joe's picks. So they're both relatively budget wines. Great. And it proves this point to a T. Spoiler alert, I just ruined the episode. Good news is it's not coming out until Vember, so you can drink a lot and forget that you know the answer now. I'll be tuning in for sure. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. And you know what? I'm going to be tuning into your film. Yeah. In fact, I already tuned in. I watched it again. Spoilers, Chris. <laughs> but Adam, you you've got a short film coming out. I do. Uh, it's called Adam Adamson, licensed realtor. Ooh, why don't you tell us a bit about it? Yeah
1: i I made the short film. It's uh, it's a promotional video for a real estate agent. I am a real estate agent. When I got into the business, I started seeing all of these uh, shitty promotional videos that real estate agents were making for themselves. And I started thinking about why we are all so pressured to promote ourselves only in our best light. And I was curious about what it would look like to produce a promotional video that also kind of documented someone's descent into madness. Um, And I do think that there's a huge pressure on us with social media and technology to always be promoting ourselves in our best light. And I i don't know, I, I i think that that's part of why we're having a hard time talking to each other earnestly, honestly. I think it's, uh, you know, so I made the film and I, I hope it makes people laugh. And I hope that it uh, makes people wonder what, what it could be like if we were a little bit more honest with some
0: of the struggles we go through, as well as some of the
1: Good stuff we go through.
0: I think that's a very good point about life today. Although, for the record, my life is as great as it looks on social media. (laughs) And if anyone questions it, I will come at you. But one of the things I love about the film is, uh, you know, it all takes place through uh, a viewing of an apartment or multiple apartments, really, because mm-hmm. he's a, an apartment realtor. I believe what's the line at the bottom? Trust, integrity, apartments. Yeah, it's just it, it feels like the Salino and Barnes <laughs> of the real estate world, if you're familiar. But what I love about it taking place in like a series of apartment showings is that it kind of gets to the fact that. The home is where you have your, like, unguarded, most authentic self, Mm -hmm. where you do go to cry in the shower, or where you do go to kind of water your sad little plant alone. Yeah. Uh, Not that I have any of those things, but... If you did, that's what you kind of see in glimpses in this film, juxtaposed with the shiny veneer we put on it all. But really, if I'm looking for an apartment, I want to know, okay, yeah, if the shower needs a minute to warm up, that's fine. But can I cry in the shower for 45 (laughs) minutes after a bad day? Because honestly, that's a deal breaker.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know... I. I've always been, in in my writing, I'm always fascinated uh, with using space as a character. And since I got into real estate, I've noticed that there's just a ton of reality TV out there um, about real estate. There's a huge audience for it. There's not a lot of narrative content about real estate, real estate agents. And like it is the craziest business. There's the most eclectic group of people <laughs> and mental health issues I can think of of any industry. And so... I think it's just fun to kind of highlight some of that stuff. I think it's entertaining. I'm not trying to exploit it, I don't think. But at the same time, you know, I've had some mental health issues in the past that I was terrified to reveal to anyone. Um, and I think making this film helped me come to terms with a lot of it. I spent time in a, in a psychiatric facility, um, regulated on new medication, and it was a part of my life that I was just terrified to, to reveal to anybody. So making the film really helped me um, feel a little bit more open about it and and also hopefully try to contribute to the conversation that has been going on about mental health and mental health awareness. And so, you know, there it is a comedy and I am a comedy writer, but I I, I am trying to inject a little bit of my own past experiences into it as well. So, And where can people come check it out? So it is actually going to premiere at the IFC Center on uh, October 24th, 7 p.m. It's part of a block of shorts for the Greenwich Village Film Festival. A lot of great shorts that are going to be there as well as mine. So, if you're in New York and you like
0: IFC Center, it's one of my favorite places to see movies. Come check it out. I have to say I love seeing things at the IFC Center. Uh that is like saying ATM machine. I just want you to know it's it's uh <laughs> it's the IFC. Uh and it's been a dream of mine to I mean I've been going there since I'm grown. It's been a dream. Here, let me shit on your dreams. You're saying it wrong. You're saying it's the IFC center. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, it's your dream. Uh Uh-huh. No, I love it there. My anecdote was that I once saw Spaceballs there with like nobody else. But man, that is a sad, lonely anecdote. It's all, But it's also, it's right outside the
1: train. There's like a McDonald's across the street. There's a basketball court. It's not in like the most glamorous part of the, the no. Greenwich Village, but I grew up in the West Village. So to, to be able to screen this in the village is, is, is huge for me. So I'm really excited.
0: That's great. Uh, where can people <laughs> find out uh, showtimes and get tickets? It is uh, Greenwich Village, film festival.com
1: and i think you just google right is that what the old yeah, people do yeah just
0: google ask alexa
1: for greenwich village film festival and you'll it'll
0: come up and you'll get the tickets or whatever amazing. that's my old jewish amazing i have other voices but i'm not inc- gonna go there i'll include a link in the show notes as well for oh the, nice for the millennials oh, who okay. know how to use show notes right right got it are we millennial i'm a millennial yeah you're a millennial i'm sorry Jeez. to say it's terrible, what but we are. a fucking horrible generation, right? And, and, you know, that's why we review millennial things here on this podcast, like canned wine. Specifically, Dark Horse Pinot Grigio. It's a 2017 California Pinot Grigio in a pretty striking silver can. That's about what I have to say about it. I am still enjoying it, though. No, me too. It, has, it definitely has. What, what what does it say when, like, you know, it almost, the taste changes the longer it's out? It opens it. up. Yeah, it yeah. opens up, is yeah. what you're saying. I know some wine words, too, Mr. Bartender. I gotta say, I, I'm st- completely stealing
1: this joke from someone. I don't know where I heard it, but there was a, a comedian that was like, when he was bartending, someone would ask him, uh, what's, the, um, what's the difference between the,
0: the Merlot and the Cabernet? and
1: he said a dollar
0: (laughs) sounds about right which means it is time for one of my favorite games and this one is a challenge this week it's how much did it cost Can edition, and this one is a tricky one because I often shop at a discount uh, location known as Trader Joe's, and this one is actually from my local corner liquor store, which as a lifelong New Yorker, I'm sure you know, is a price gamble. Oh, yeah. It's like playing Russian roulette with Mm -hmm. your wallet. Pick it up, walk up to the counter, what will it be? Right, right. And so here we have just one can of Dark Horse Pinot Grigio. What do you think this cost me down the street from my apartment? I'm gonna say 399. Wow. For the first time in a long time, the guest is wrong in the wrong direction. Because this was actually $899. Wow. I know. Holy the shit. look on your face, the only reason I wish that this was, you know, a video of some kind is for the look on your face right now, as you turn back to this can of wine with a look that says, I trusted you. Well, I believe to. I, I just, I feel like I owe you money now. That's a very expensive, <laughs> very expensive can of wine. It's literally the only canned wine my corner liquor store had. And That's... I wanted to find out. That was my experiment for this episode. What canned wine can I just get down the street from I mean, my apartment? You know, you can get two glasses out of it, right? You can. You can get a little more than two glasses or two really good glasses yes, for sure. I mean, I think, honestly, I think it's worth it. I mean, I... Then let me blow your mind by telling you the average retail price of a full bottle of Dark Horse Pinot Grigio is seven ninety nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um. But the look at the can. Right. The can is just so striking and masculine, and yet feminine with this nice uh, touch of cursive writing. I'm just wondering uh, though about it, the margins there, because if you're selling
1: a bottle for what did you say seven seven ninety nine and a can for 8.99 I would have to wonder what the what the reasoning behind that is. That's very strange.
0: I believe it's called late stage capitalism. Yeah. And we love it here at Chris Tries to Review Wine. <laughs> Almost as much as we love the wines we taste, which means, I, you know, I want to come back to the fact that you're a bartender and I yeah. want your expert opinion mm-hmm. for the final verdict here. Yeah. Uh, you told me you used to work at kind of upscale bars, lots of wine, mm-hmm. which I'm sure was very fun as someone who gets headaches when he drinks wine. Yeah. So I want to know. And who doesn't sleep. Uh, imagine, you've had this now, how would you describe it to a customer? I would probably say to, to, to go with something a little like something else, actually. <laughs> That's probably what I... You are one of the honest bartenders out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want to know, what's your final verdict, your final rating out of five? Because if you're not going to recommend it, I'm guessing a number in the back of my head. I want to know, am I right? What do you rate this wine? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Jesus, everyone is so generous on this show, and I don't know why. 3.5 is lovely of you. I expected you to say 2 after that. I I just like the effort here that was
1: done. I like the packaging. The work that the went into it. Honestly, I mean, the packaging, I think made it better. I, I don't know how, how to explain that, but I think it... No, yeah. there
0: is something nice and striking and clean about the packaging on this. I like their can design. I like their typography. And I like their description on the back. We didn't have time earlier to do a dramatic reading of the wine label, which I love to do. But right now, we have a very talented uh, actor from his own short film here. Would you like to, in your best realtor voice, yes. read us the description on the back of the can? 100%. Dark Horse Pinot Grigio, crisp, elegant,
1: citrus. Here's to dark horses everywhere. This California Pinot Grigio offers notes of apple and hints of lemon, complemented by a subtle minerality and an elegant finish. Never underestimate
0: a dark horse. Wow. I have to say, that was a really well-read reading of the wine can label. I I rehearsed it. Really you don't beautiful. know that by rehearsal. Well, you know, I did wonder why you were in my apartment this morning, but now I know. <laughs> the main thing is is that it didn't give me a headache. And I... I, I don't oh, even, wow, need, I don't even didn't? need this Tylenol. Oh my God, I was going to say, I thought that, that description was surprisingly accurate for a, a, a wine label description. I'm like, I get what they're saying here. No, but I, I, I like, now am just thrilled to hear that you're headache free. I'm headache free. I may end up drinking this wine again thanks to you. And that's what we call doing God's work here at Chris Tries to Review Wine, where you can join me live on November 1st at the Lounge at Dixon Place for Chris Tries to Review Wine Live. That is a live taping of Chris Tries to Review Wine with my special guest, comedian Mary Sella. We will be tasting the wines available for you at the Lounge at Dixon Place. Admission is free, wine is reasonably priced because this is a capitalist society, so come join us. And guess what? You'll have a great time. Like I had a great time. I had a great time, Chris. We're imagining this future where we had a great time, and I imagine it feels a lot like this right now with you. Where can people find you on the internet? At AdamsAPTS on Instagram. Uh, I have
1: some shitty real estate comedy memes. That's that's my main internet at the moment.
0: Fantastic. We yeah. can find you there. And you can find us at wine. Until next time, thanks, Adam. Cheers, Chris. Chris Tries to Review Wine is written, directed, and produced by Chris Barlow in association with Dapper Devil Productions. You can find out more about the show and the wines we taste at Chris to That's right, it's Chris to